Hey, it's a special episode. We are a quarter centennial here on the Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon Podcast. It's our 25th episode, and whether you've been a part of it from the beginning or you just found us by accident because you were looking for the Random Fandom with Landon and Shannon <laughs> podcast. <laughs> that, theirs is way better than theirs. Theirs is so much better. Landon and Shannon are, man, they are like the pacemakers of uh, all I, I, random fandom-based podcasts. I hope one day we can get up to their 25 subscribers. I really like how Landon's been kind of really going at it lately. Shannon's been sassy lately. Yeah, I think yeah. they're going to bone. Anyway. Hopefully on air, or on recorded air. <laughs> and thanks for listening to our recorded air. Like we said, it's a random fandom with Brandon Brandon Podcast. 25 actual episodic features that we are bringing By the way, that's not the quarter centennial. A quarter so, centennial? That's not how... That's not how years work. Okay, so what's a century? What's the century mark? No, I 100. know. But what I'm saying what's is we haven't been that? doing this for 25 years. We've been <laughs> doing it for 25 episodes. If episodes were years, okay. would, then we'd be doing one episode per year at that rate. And I mean, either way. Dude, where, where are we going to be at in 25 years? I, I think I I'll be in Guam run, running from the law or something like that. So you, it will is we still be able to do this an, audio, an audio mashup of all things that we love. Comics, movies, games, TV shows. Specifically today, we are getting into a full-on spoiler effect of a movie hopefully you saw, hopefully you enjoyed as much as we did, Logan. Great movie. We're going to be getting into that full-on. So just to give you a heads fully, up on that. Fully, man. Fully on. We're going to put It'll, it fully on our <laughs> on ourselves. It, that's gross. It will be a full full spoiler review. So we will give you a spoiler warning before we start that. Yeah. Uh, so that if you wanted to, you can skip past it, uh, but that is going to happen. But before we start any of that, what kind of hosts and best friends would we be? What kind of thankful people would we be without taking a moment to acknowledge our wonderful sponsors who are making this show possible? And are they fake? Hey, you know what? We're going to tell you who they are, and we'll let you be the judge. So, Brandon, who's making this episode here? First episode in March, by the way. We're coming up on our year mark. Nice. Yeah, pretty cool. We started last April. Thanks for being a part of it, like I said. But who are we thanking today to make this show possible? So we have a, a special sponsor today from Apple. Um, not Huge. the fruit. We're at, this <laughs> is the actual large company, Apple. Uh, so What do you think is more popular that, in the world? Sorry to derail you, but what's more popular in the world, the fruit or the, the uh, computer? The computers. Probably. Which is weird that yeah. you can create a company that becomes more popular than a fruit that's been around probably for won't ever happen again i can't long. imagine a real successful company called banana just like coming up and yeah, lighting the world know. on fire you couldn't have thought of a co- very successful company called apple in the 19 and here we are 80s. thanking them for helping us with the the show today you were saying so uh we all know what siri is siri is kind of the brain behind your phone right that you the can, ai you, can, you would yeah, say yeah in a sense uh, where you can simply ask it a question and it'll look something up for you it'll answer some questions getting better with every new iphone yeah so apple is advertising their new uh their new update mm-hmm. uh and one of the things that comes with this that they're really trying to um promote here is what they call conspiracy siri what is that so conspiracy siri uh, here, I'm just going to read to you what Apple gave me here. Their press release. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you think that the government is slipping homosexual toxins into the water supply, making the frogs gay? Who doesn't? Do you think that Saddam Hussein's alien Stargate was the real reason for invading Iraq? Enduring freedom. Did Obama wiretap your tower? <sighs> Again. Now, Apple has taken countermeasures to fight the good fight and expose governmental corruption and secret plots created by our world leaders, who, by the way, 
are space lizards. Yeah, now, if you don't know that. you can ask Siri about your wildest, craziest thoughts, and Siri will confirm them so that you don't feel as crazy as you really are. So, like, a great conspiracy theory that Siri can confirm for you is whether or not, like, the moon landing was a hoax. She will say, yes, it was staged, but here's why. It's actually because, as we know from now present-day film... That's where the Transformers first landed, and the government was trying to keep them secret. Uh-huh. So the moon landing was saying, hey, look, we're here. No Transformers yep. here. Yep. Of yep. course, that was produced in that a Hollywood sense. garage. Yeah, everybody Obviously. knows that. Actually, Michael Bay, a long time ago, produced that in his garage, and that's why they later gave him the movies. Well, see, I have a theory about Michael experience. Bay. Hey, Siri, is Michael Bay actually any good at doing what he does? It said no. <laughs> it did. So if you have an Apple phone, uh, you need to make sure you get the latest update so that you can get Conspiracy Siri. So you're saying the truth is out there, so put it in there, in your phone. I didn't say that, but, but I'm I, st- I, I like where you're going with this. So thank you to our sponsors, uh, but it's time for us to move on. It is. We need to talk about a very, very important movie that we both saw, we both loved, which is Logan. So we're going to make Logan our topic of the week. And we're getting into it right now. Stay tuned. <laughs> So full spoiler effect. So spoil. <laughs> so spooked up. <laughs> Hold the door. So full spoiler is in effect. Uh, we are going to get in depth with the new Logan movie, which just came out. So there's a good chance you haven't seen it yet. And I highly, highly recommend that you either uh, turn this podcast off and listen later or skip ahead probably about 20 minutes because what we're going to do is we're going to go into the very nitty-gritty on Logan here. But chances are, at the same token, if you're a geek like us and you love geek-based things, you have seen it. And in But that you case, just want our takes and then keep stay tuning tuned, in. Yeah, because yeah. uh, there's, some, there's some things that I want to get into here uh, that, that it took me a while to kind of wrap my head around. There's a lot of little hints in this movie. Very much so. Um, so I do want to get into that. But before we do, I just want to get your overall take. What did you think of the Logan movie. I was still, but I saw it Friday night, opening night. I was still buzzing like Sunday afternoon. I, I couldn't, I can't wait to go back and see it. And I've probably said this before and my bad if it sounds cliche, but that's the mark of a good movie. I wanted to see it again. I want to be like, like right after, like I'll sit right yeah. in the theater and wait for the next one. But we saw the latest show showing that, uh, the theater had that night, you know, if like someone is self-conscious about their cooking. Oh, did you like it? And I can say, Oh yeah, it's great. But if I go back for a second, I like your food. Right. I like this movie. I want seconds. Um, not for there to be another movie, per se. But just to experience that same feeling again. Yeah. Because this this really did bring a certain type of feeling that you don't get out of a normal yeah. comic book movie. And for reasons we'll analyze over the course of the next 10, 15 minutes or whatever it may be, um, I just really thought this was a contained story yep. in and of itself for the most part. It was very simple. It was very effective. Um, it was just great. And the way he basically played this character to a way that really satisfied me. Um, and the supporting cast was great too. Um, this was this was uh, uh, one of the best comic-based movies I've seen in general. And I agree with you. My, my three favorite comic book movies, out of those three, two of them have this really simple storyline yeah. where they didn't try to go super explosion. They didn't, they didn't try to 
get a, a city, raise it up, and then drop it, and then yeah. Or they didn't have to time travel or anything. There like was that. no beam shooting up in the sky that was going to end the world. This was a really contained, like you said, simplified story that really it it transcends the genre of the normal comic book movie. Well, he wasn't so, out to save mankind. This was just a him problem, and it's a problem he yeah. didn't really even want, but, but he just felt a compelled. Personal thing. Yes, and and for the same reason that I really like Deadpool, and I know this sounds weird to say, but Deadpool was in itself a very small storyline in the entire universe. It was it was this one guy who needed to go save his girlfriend. Really, that was kind of the plot, right? Yes. Um, in this case, it was one guy who's just trying to take care of his old mentor, and all this shit keeps happening. And that's the plot. And 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 in the end, he you know he meets uh, who we find out is X twenty three. Um, he he and he ends up saving a lot of the young new mutants that are kind of that next generation to the mutants that are kind of long gone. Yeah. And so he just, it, it's that simple story of him trying to just stick within his own little world in his bubble and not cause any trouble, not be a part of any trouble. And what he ends up doing is he ends up kind of saving a next generation of mutants. Yeah. He's just trying to be a limo driver when we <laughs> yeah. first uh, meet him. Um, and that's actually where I think my heart rate started just going and it never felt like it led up um, at least for the most part in the opening scene, you know, yeah. when he's about to get his hubcap stolen or whatever it was, he's like, guys, trust me, you don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Let's just, I'll let you walk. It's cool. And then, you know, he gets blasted and you could even tell he's old and haggard and he's, he's dying. He's limping too. Yeah. He's exactly good. He's catch. limping. He's, and you yeah. notice how his claws came out slower and he like had, and to really... one of them was like not out all the way. Yeah, exactly. Just little hints like, Hey, he's not a spry chicken anymore or Wolverine. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then, and he didn't even want to hurt the guys, but when the claws came out, well, he's... Uh, yeah, he kind of, you know, it's, this is from the comics, but he kind of has that berserker right mode, that berserker mode where he when he gets pushed too, where far. he just gets pushed too far, and he just goes a little bit nuts. Yeah, um, and and that's kind of what happened, and and right from the get go, like you said, your heart was pumping. And, that well, opening scene set the tone and, so beautifully. And same with me. It, it right away it says, "Hey, this is a brutal fucking film." But it's a brutal film about a broken down man, um, and, and 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 think about all he's seen up to this point in his yeah. life. Yep, uh, his civilian life, and let alone his post, you know, experimental, you know, Weapon X life. Um, yeah, when cuts the dude's arm off and just shanks everybody else, I was just oh. like, holy crap! But this was the movie I think that we wanted to see as real comic fans and as real. I've been a huge X Men fan. Uh, I've loved everything X-Men from the time I came introduced with it, uh, minus a few movies along the way here or there. But uh, based on the comics, you know, Wolverine is not a, a PG-13 character. Right. And, you know, they've given him the PG-13 treatment in everything he's been up to this point. I'm not saying every comic book movie should have beheadings and limbs cut off and lots of blood and be rated R, but it it worked so well for this without feeling like a stretch or like, oh, they're just doing this to be gross, you know? It wasn't it was very gritty violence. Yeah. You know? And, and you know, here's the thing I liked about the violence. Cause I thought about that, how this is a really serious film with real gr- amazing character development. Yeah. A- and in the midst of it is some of the most brutal action we've seen out of any comic book movie. Oh, hands and down. So it was this sort of, um, a weird juxtaposition between the two, but here's what I liked is it didn't seem like all the violence was, too brutal and that it was gratuitous because a major plot point 
was that Logan had to suffer with these kind of demons and nightmares about all of the harm he's done to people. Um, and he has that conversation with X-23 uh, near the end of the movie. Right, when where, he finds out she can actually talk and understand him. <laughs> yes. Which she'd just been holding back the whole movie. Um, but, you know, he he's having a nightmare, and she says, I have nightmares too. I w- people hurt me. And he goes, well, I hurt people, and that's why I'm having the nightmares. Um, and so it kind of makes you realize that look, this guy has been around for a couple hundred years in this universe, and he's outlived all of his friends, um, and right now he's got the animantium poisoning, and he's dying. It's killing him from the inside. And yeah. and so, which you know, he's the kind of character who always has struggled with the fact that he's seen too much, he's done too much, he doesn't enjoy life anymore. He's plagued by all of his past, and he kind of just wants to end it, but he can't seem to do it. Not to mention, he literally would probably heal himself. He's got shot in the head in the movies before and healed. But they're bullets and this one regular bullets adamantium bullet wouldn't he just effectively be able if his claws are adam adamantium do it in his yeah just but that would be a a brutal way to kill yourself so yeah i'd want something more probably fatal i did have a little bit of a problem with that bullet i'll get to that in a minute and the way it's used uh in the movie but let's talk about some of the characters um the the guy i'm gonna forget his name now but he was allergic to the sun don't know who he oh, is. Uh, gosh, it started with a C. It did start with a C. I, anyways, while you're uh, doing the research, I don't know who he is uh, from anything prior, but I liked his character. He was definitely like a little liaison character, uh, and they made mention of the fact that he has powers, but not necessarily like Logan. He actually is a he's a mutant tracker, basically. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. So he actually... Caliban. Yeah. So so Stephen Merchant is... Um, he's, he's actually a... a a good actor. He's a comedic actor. He also was the voice. I'm pretty sure. I'd have to look this up to make sure. Um, I think he was the voice of uh, Wheatley in Portal. No kidding. I think so. I, I I would love to believe that is the case. Good stuff there. I liked his character. I thought Professor X, reprised by Patrick Stewart, was perfect. He was yeah. basically crazy. Um, and... You know, everyone's worn out. This is like the apocalypse for the leftover mutants. It's not a post-apocalyptic world, but it's basically their last go-round, and, you know, they're just waiting to, you know, die. Um, he was great. Uh, I love when you get first get introduced to him. He's locked up in that big, like, rig, rig of a shack, and he's... Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a water tower. What? Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and he's, you know, zooming around in his uh, chair, and he's talking <laughs> he's about crazy. the... Talk about Salupa for only $5 <laughs> or something like that. I just, I lost it. I started laughing. But, and, you know, he's lost the ability because he was all about restraint, control, living with the humans. And, you know, he's still with that idea for what's left of him after all the diminishing returns. But now he's lost the ability to control himself. And, you know, as they, yeah. as you witnessed twice very powerfully on, on screen when he loses control and his telekinesis is just going haywire, people suffer. So that makes sense as why he has to be there. The bad guy, you know, there's more than one bad guy. Well, there's Pierce, and then there's uh, Dr. Rice. Yeah, Pierce, with, um, the guy who basically makes yeah. contact Boy, with him. Boy is like, Holbrook, hey, yeah. yeah, I know you've seen this girl, the lady. Don't listen to her. We need it. She's she's an asset. We need her back. Here's my card. You know, he did the not like, I'm going to kill you, bad guy, because he knows he can't, but he knows he's got numbers, and he's got, basically, he's a contracted government agent, like, right. and he's... Re- basically in loss prevention he's got to recover these this particular asset i don't know if he's government yeah i think it's a private company 
Oh, it's a Dr. private Rice company. owns a private company. Yeah, but conspiracy. Hey, conspiracy theory. <laughs> no, but whatever he was. Here's the funny thing, though. They're like, how do we make this guy the bad guy? Yeah, he's experimenting on children and, you know, being, well, he's not doing the experimentations himself, but he's he's a a henchman, really. Yeah. And so how do we make this guy bad? Well, give him a southern accent. Okay. And then uh, how else do we denote that he's bad? Oh, metal arm. arm, Yeah. Yeah. And it just got me thinking, who are some other guys who, like, have metal arms? Uh, Darth Vader, bad guy. T-1000, bad guy. You know, some other, like. Well, Luke Skywalker, though. But he had good guy. But he had a bad side to him. But it was the good okay. one out over the bad. Anyways, I was just thought eh, that's a little generic. But but I but I liked you know when I first started hearing him and I know him from he he's uh, uh on Narcos yes and so I know him as an actor and I was like oh it's that guy that's cool um and I was like oh this is a different character for him and a part of me wanted to not like it because I at first time I was like he's, I feel like he's overacting a bit but I couldn't help but like it. Yeah, it, it, and I don't know if it's if it was the acting or the directing or both, but it worked with the movie. Yeah, it, it was a really good offset between Logan's just real harsh way of living, and then this guy comes in who has done a lot of horrible things in his life, but it, he's not phased by it. Yes, exactly. And I do, I do kind of like that. Yeah, he's not an outright bad guy, but he does bad things yeah. for sure. Yep. And I thought the uh, the basically the Logan clone X twenty four. He was like, was he a robot? What was he exactly? Okay, well, so, no, they said basically, so the the idea is that the X-23s, which are a series, so if you looked at the computers, if you were, when, when they were showing the video, yeah, and there was flashes of the computers and files, it was showing the kids with X-23-something. So okay. there were some kids that were like X twenty three dash seventeen X twenty X twenty three the Laura the the girl was X twenty three dash twenty three, so all of those kids were a part of X twenty three. They said that once they perfected it and realized that it's it's much more efficient to create an adult clone because you don't need to teach them the lack of compassion. Oh, okay. You, they just come immediately without compassion Which and you can control them totally more. was totally the case with so, X-24. Right. So with, with, uh, with all of the X-20, well, yes, and with all of the X-23s, they showed that there were certain situations where the kids were not killing for them and even would kill themselves so to they wouldn't have, have to, to do kill. it. Because they were showing compassion, because that's a natural. Oh right, when the kid jumped emotion. off the roof, exactly. And they're like, "Hey, we got to destroy these things because so they're basically once, defective." So once they realize, okay, we don't want to make the kids anymore because kids grow up with compassion, no matter what we try to do for training. We've realized that if we create a, an adult clone, they don't come with compassion, and we can tell them to do whatever we want. So let's kill all the X twenty three. So they are like machines. Yeah, they're, 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 they're but still, they're still bio, you know, biological beings. Yeah. And man, um, X-24, there was nothing Logan could do to stop that guy, no matter how hard yeah. he tried. Well, but, it's basically a younger version of yeah, himself. Seriously. Um, so yeah, I you know, th- that's that's one of those kind of subplots within the main plot that I love. I love the fact that this original plot is very simple, but the subplots underneath it that control the main plot are so complex. Um, and I don't know if we want to get into that, but there's... You know that whole question of, well, let me ask you this. Did you catch what happened to the X-Men? No, I, I really didn't. So basically, okay. they tried to control the mute, mutant virus. Yes. But so, then in the process, I, that's where I got a little like, hey, I could probably stand to hear that again, you know? 
So um, the thing that happened to the X-Men is different than what happened to all of the rest of the mutants. So starting with the X-Men, you heard on the radio that there was an incident similar to what happened at the casino where everybody just became frozen and people... Um, kind of started oh, literally almost going brain dead, right? And they, yeah. um, and nobody knew what what had happened. So you learn from uh, a little blip that Logan hears on the radio when they're driving in the car, right? That the incident at the casino was similar to an incident that happened in Westchester County, New York, where the mansion's located. Where exactly? Where the mansion is located? And so what you what I kind of gained from that was that. Um, probably the first seizure that Charles Xavier had ended up killing all of the X-Men and some of the students in the mansion. Um, and the only one that was able to survive was Logan. Because he was healing because during he it. Because he can heal during it. And we noticed that with the um, when, when he was having a seizure. That first one. In the or movie. in the second one too. Well, in, well, when he was having a seizure in the movie, actually, yes, you're right. Because Logan's like crawling. Logan can can barely move, and you also notice that X twenty three Laura is also the only one barely moving, so they can slightly move where everybody else is completely frozen, right? Yeah, and if no one stops them, then they're like you said, they're going to go and catatonic, they, brain exactly. dead. They would have all just that actually makes a lot and of so sense. And so that's what happened to the mutants, and and um, Charles Xavier is basically drugged up so this doesn't happen again, but also so he doesn't remember it. That'd be a lot of guilt to live and with. And when he starts, to, when he's in bed and he starts to kind of, it's like he remembers and he starts to say, I remember, I killed them all. Right. Okay, there you go. And and, yeah. and so, yeah. And these are things that like, it, it was like, I, I, I was trying to put it together when I was watching it and it almost was like uh, things kind of came together when I started thinking about it later. That makes sense. But I did catch um, the Westchester and I was like, Westchester. They said Westchester County. I was like, that sounds familiar. And then when I looked it up when I got home, I was like, that's where um, the X Mansion was. Yeah. Where the School for Gifted Mutants is. And so that's what happened to the X Men. I like that. Now I'm, here's, I'm okay with that. Here's the interesting thing. Um, here's what happened to all the mutants. So this is touched on just a, a, a little bit, but ultimately the Dr. Rice yeah. had mentioned that his goal is to cut out all mutants. So what he had done is he created an anti-mutant serum yeah, of some sort. Let's go with that. And put it in the water and corn syrup. Now, here's how you know that those two things. Because at the farm, the guy was saying the government was trying to seize his land. They had already taken over the water supply. Dang, good catch. And he also pointed out, yes... Uh, I have all this corn, and 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 uh, uh, Logan says something about like I didn't know this many people like corn. He's like, it's not people don't eat the corn; they use the corn for corn syrup. And he says corn syrup is in everything, and that's why the he says the government, but really he means it's, Monsanto. It's yeah, it's Monsanto. <laughs> it's um, it's whatever private company that Dr. Rice owns. So yes, the one so, that's operating out of Mexico City. Yes, off American. Soil. Right, exactly. Mm, good catch. So what they're doing is this company has put this serum in water supplies and into a lot of food products via corn syrup, which is one of the most common ingredients in most products. And that's how they've spread this anti-mutant serum so that 
mutants aren't being born anymore and, and they the haven't been born for years are the ones under their control that they've basically lab created so well that- exactly so he wanted to turn off all mutant creation and then create his own based off of some of the genes from some previous which mutants. which is why laura x23 calls wolverine daddy because she's right. basically she is a, his clone an 11 year old version of him with some upgrades as we got sort to of, see when yeah. that foot spike or whatever yeah. the hell the thing when that came out i was like wow which apparently apparently charles xavier said was because she's a woman and you didn't catch that Mm-mm. he was talking about how in the wild females will be born with extra defense mechanisms than the males there you go and he says that's where her foot spikes come from i do vaguely remember that yeah, now. he said that in the car i like how when basically once he gets out of the watershed and they're realizing that push just came to shove we gotta go Mm-hmm. how he started his sanity started coming back to him a little bit and i thought the moment that really was like i don't know it's just a really nice moment is when he used his powers to calm the horses yeah i was like oh wow he's it, he's not completely he's not completely gone. out of there and he can still use it to help people yeah i mean it was only a, a primal animal but that was really cool and i thought that whole farmhouse that was a cool uh, oh, i felt so bad though oh that family got effed spoiler they all died yeah and it, very the, violent the group of guys that were Trying oh, yeah. to come and, and kick them out of their land and stuff. Exactly. They ended up getting killed by X-24. God, he was... What a brutal scene. Yeah, and that was... Here's... It's not a... I'm not saying this as a criticism. It's just one of those things. It's like that song, things that make you go, hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I was like, huh, that's strange. But I guess they just said, we're going to go with it. This is our own story parallel to other things. But this is our own kind of self-contained story here. Mm-hmm. It's the second time Patrick Stewart has died on screen as Charles yeah. Xavier. Well, but so, then, but the um, Days of Future Past storyline rewrote too. everything. So like, supposedly. because they went back into the future to make the past right, none of that had happened. Right. Yeah, yes. I know. That's a little... The whole, the whole Dark Phoenix thing didn't even happen, apparently. Yeah, they're like, oh, never mind. Yeah, so, I mean, they wrote themselves into a corner. They did. And they had to do time travel to get it out. But, to be fair, time travel is the way that comic books always get out no, of things. No, for sure. It's how they... <laughs> That's so, how they prolong their their shelf life. So it can't you can't blame them. For no, that. I I get that, but I was like, oh okay. So this time he's really dead, and I knew. And actually, I was having this conversation with a coworker just this morning, and we both were like, you knew as so- as soon as Logan put his hand on Charles Xavier. I'm like, that's that's not real Logan because even as much well, as well, they didn't show his face. No, they didn't. But you for ju- a long time, so like I, Logan's not an intimate guy unless he's going after Jean Grey. You know, mm-hmm. as soon as he put his hand on Charles, like to to comfort him, I'm like, ah, oh, crap, something's not right here. And then yeah, yeah sinks his claws into him yeah. quite literally. And it was almost um, sad when he's dying and Logan was found him barely alive, and he all he tried to say was it wasn't me. He was just trying so hard to make sure that Charles Xavier didn't die. Thinking. thinking that it was Logan that killed him. Yeah. And I was that was that was hard to see. Yeah, and that but that was a well done scene. The emotion was so raw in this movie too, just oh, like God, the violence. Yeah. I loved when basically in that forest scene towards the end when they're the kids are fleeing, um when the uh, Laura and Wolverine basically stop and fight when he's like chucked her into the other dude and they, well, no, like, she she hopped on his back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But they tagged him. That oh, was God, awesome. It was so good. I just literally, I'd never want to be the guy that stands up and cheers in a movie. I felt like going, yeah, you well, know. And and you know, this is something that people who create these uh, comic book movies need to look at and realize that we don't always need these huge action sequences. No, a, a, a contained action sequence like that with just cool moves is awesome. Um, one of the th- movies we're going to talk about later is John Wick. And that movie is 
the same idea, right? Where it's one guy against all of these, and it's just interesting action. Yeah. And that's what this movie did with all of the action sequences. They were brutal, but they were they were fun, and we didn't need to go too big. Yeah, and we didn't need to go world ending. So here's the thing: this was written and directed, if I'm not mistaken, by uh, James Mangold, who has been able yep. to uh, put some treatment on previous uh, Wolverine appearances. I think the last one he was directly involved with involved with was the Wolverine, the story that takes place in Japan. And I think the last fight scene in that, when he's fighting basically the Yakuza, uh-huh. and they let oh, him yeah, off yeah, the yeah. leash a little bit. And I feel like they, but it wasn't full on violence, like R-rated violence, but you know, it got a little gritty. And I felt like they took that and was like, hey, let's use that momentum we had coming from that. And it went into this film yeah. and they let Wolvie off the leash. And yep. I was like, that is a Wolverine movie to me. And yeah, the, as soon as you hear him cussing, you know, it's like... I know. But it wasn't... Charles Xavier cussed in this movie. It was, it was hilarious. weird, right? Yeah. Uh, great movie, <laughs> You're man. like, Grandpa, don't... Oh, don't. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, and and um, he, you know, he's old old man Logan, and he's weak in, in so many ways, um, but when he injects himself with all that serum... Yeah. And knowing that it's temporary, but he goes into that full berserker mode well, that, that was we basically, love to see. That was like in Doom... When you get the uh, yeah. the invulnerability and you can just go crazy and like nothing hurts you, I lo- as soon as he shot himself up, I was like, okay, so basically he's no pun intended making his last stand, and yeah. I thought that was awesome. I knew he was gonna die. I really felt like they they pretty much telegraphed it, and it worked with real life. You know, like hey, this is Hugh Jackman's last turn as Wolverine, so it's fitting that the Logan character gets and laid what a to rest. send off. Yeah, it was. I'm so glad they didn't do like the the cheesy thing like almost like akin to batman versus superman when Where you, do you see, see rocks move at the yeah, end or I, something I expect, like, like you know they have that little claw grave up. <laughs> yeah claw come up and then like just and then two of them come down and just as a middle claw it's funny that you mentioned that because i was thinking the same thing and i was if in my that, head i, I was like actually pissed i might yeah i was yeah. in my head i was like don't do it don't don't right. do it don't do it because what they did is they set up the perfect ending to this character that we've seen in what like nine movies now or something along those lines 17 years i think nine f- appearances as wolverine in some f- shape or fashion and and a, a very uh what then that would make it seven movies with patrick stewart as charles xavier maybe yeah. six six or seven um, yeah and so those two characters we've I, I mean, you and I grew up with those two characters oh, yeah. as those two parts. Since 2000. And when, when Charles Xavier died, it was really sad. When Logan died, it was really sad. And it's so weird to say this in an action comic book movie, but it made me like tear up a bit. Like, a little it bit. Was I felt emotional. Really, it was really like, emotional. satisfied that like, he didn't die in vain. You exactly. Know? He, and he, he was, died. He was looking to die anyways. Yes. And, 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 if, and short of him, you know... The, the two options for him was he's either A, going to die by putting a gun to his head and shooting himself with an antimanium bullet, or in this case, he went out in a blaze of glory, yeah, I mean, saving the next generation of mutants. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's so that's crazy. There's now, that actually leads me to this. Do you think that some years from now, or just next year, who knows, we can expect a sequel of sorts or a continuation with X-23? A hundred percent. It's got to be. And she might be and a little she's older a at this point. Killer actress, by the way. That little girl was so, awesome. Yeah. I don't know if whether or not they'll take it from her at her current age, or if they'll take it like ten years in the future, and so she's like this teenager. You know who, who she reminds me of in a weird way? Ellie from Last of Us. Yeah. Yeah. I just and had, I, got those vibes. And I, I was also getting this. Um, uh, what's the Hit Girl? Hit Girl. Yeah. That's, I knew that's it. exactly yeah. who I was thinking of. Yeah. Hit yeah. Girl. Yeah. Um, uh, I couldn't remember her name. But yeah, I just thought the send off was so perfect and. And the way they gave time 
to to mourn with the kid who had the Wolverine toy. Yeah, and the the meta factor in this movie was it's, was yeah. you could sense it, but it wasn't overkill. It was cool. And then you know he's uh, what was what they call the basically. Oh, and I loved how you know Logan is Canadian. You mm-hmm. know, and I loved how uh, Paradise or Eden or whatever Eden? they called it was in Canada. Yeah, you know, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like kind of a little like send send off to mm-hmm. his. I home. like that you don't know if Eden was real. By the way, they did a really good job of letting you guess up until the end. But here's the thing, and this is another thing I was thinking about. I I didn't know if Eden was real. I was wondering if they would show us. They didn't show us, but what they did do is they showed one of the kids talking to somebody on a radio. Right. So um, the, the coordinates that they had were there for a reason. That Just that one scene of him talking to somebody means that there's somebody who put those coordinates in that comic book to like as, as some sort of s- signal to mutants, that was right? really clever. Saying, saying, come to this place. And I don't know what Eden looks like. Also, I don't. I, I'm curious if there's any of like what mutants are there. If there's any of the old X Men, we might see more if they right? make a new movie in the Eden. Yeah, yeah. and um, so I'm not sure if this is setting up a story for the new mutants, which is a, oh okay, that certainly you know, would seem credible. I, but I'm not. I'm not sure. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I wouldn't mind that. Only thing that I made me kind of go, well, why didn't they just do it this way? And you know, I'm kind of nitpicking here, but uh-huh. when the kids are running you know, from their would-be captors. Why didn't they just stop and fight? They clearly have the advantage. And I said that to a friend, like, post-movie, but then he also said, hey, they made a point to tell you these kids don't want to fight. They're scared, and they're still kids. You know, yeah. so it's like, if well, I see a guy with a gun running after me... I yeah. mean, those none of those kids besides X-23 had a, a healing factor. That's true. And so, if you have 50 guys with guns against 10 kids with powers... That's true. Who's but when win? they finally were cornered and they had to stop and fight, or no, they didn't have to stop and fight. It's when Logan told him go ahead, and then he and X twenty three, you know, try to buy him some time. They're like, no, we got to help our friends. Yeah, and and that gave them the opportunity to do it because right. they could do it. And those kids' powers were badass. Oh yeah, and you can tell like, oh, that kid has the power of ice and freezing. They must have, you uh-huh. know, he m- must be Iceman must be his daddy, so right. to speak. You know, and there's there is a. Uh, Somebody who can control people by just moving his hands. Yeah. There was a person who can control like ground and dirt and plants. And did you see at the end when they um, all cornered um, uh, Pierce? Yeah. They it got all children of the Cornish. All of a sudden, they're just like, they're like mm, yeah, they're it was kind of creepy. Them. It was a little creepy. And then he got like the worst of everyone's powers. And he's like being frozen, strangled by the grass. And, mm-hmm. you know, they crush him. It was it was Good. just badass. <laughs> he, and then, he was a bad dude. Did you remember that one scene when he's fighting X-24 in the forest for like what is the final time right yeah. before he gets impaled on that, you know, um, uprooted tree, which the kid did himself? Mm-hmm. Um, at one point Logan goes high with his claw and then X-23 like, or X-24 blocks him and just shanks him in the armpit. I was like, Oh, oh that felt God, so yeah. uncomfortable and like comes out his shoulder. I was like, Oh, that's like the worst impalement to, except through the anus, I think. And, and you know, one of the, one of the things about, uh, Wolverine is they've said in throughout the movies and in the comics that he may heal himself, but he feels the pain yeah, every still, yeah, time. His body, but his healing factor is so slowed down. Too. Now you can so tell. So all that pain, you know, is ten times worse. Yeah, like it, when he's in the doctor's office, right? And yeah. he's like, and he's like, oh, the guy was all excited. Like I've heard about you. Yeah, you guys. And he's I like, like that. He was like a celebrity in his own way, based off the comics. Yeah, that was super cool. I um, thought that was well done. It wasn't. It didn't come off as cheesy. It came off as like, no, like believable. Especially because he didn't want it. Exactly. He was so anti. He was like, like you know, you he must. was like, no, the stories you've heard 
only a quarter of it's true or whatever he says. Like, right. and so, so he's, he doesn't like the fact that he's being glorified when he's like, Hey, that was some horrible shit we had to do. Right. I've killed a lot of people and you put it into a kid's comic book. And he, you know, I like that where yeah. he just didn't like just that. what a, what a great movie. Do you have any more thoughts about it? I feel like I'm going <sighs> to just like pass out from all the goodness that's it, coming my way right now. Yeah. It was, it was just such a good movie with amazing performances and, and I don't think this will happen, but how amazing would it be to have um, Hugh Jackman or Patrick Stewart as best actor, best supporting actor? It will never happen, but that would and be it, so cool. I, I know it. I mean, it, it's possible. Yeah, Jackman it's, did it, a great job. For sure they he both did. did such amazing work. And, and the movie itself is, in my opinion one of the best comic book movies ever it would be hard pressed to find another movie that i like as much this year yeah i can't say that um i can think of anything that i like more than this i like this just as much as my favorites uh spider-man 2 being one of them uh civil war which was up there mm-hmm. um and deadpool? you know i don't know if you like deadpool as much a deadpool is I like liked second second class for me you know but it's still very good but what yeah about first class no. Uh, so, nice. No. Okay. What a great movie. Um, obviously, if you've listened to us talk about it, hopefully you've seen it. Uh, if you are still wanting to see it or go see it a second time, just support a good cause for sure. Yeah. And yeah, it absolutely. killed at the box office its opening weekend, almost 90 million bucks. So, yeah, I, I, I think a lot of people went and saw it. Yeah, I think it's doing well. And if you look at the actual budget, it's probably significantly smaller than the average Avengers movie or oh, anything sure. else like that. So. I, I'm hoping that this becomes a little bit more of the the style yeah. for comic book movies. I wouldn't I would mind that at totally all. Totally fine with that. So awesome. Well, um, you know, we did mention that we wanted to talk a little bit about John Wick. I we can make this a little bit fast, sure. Um, before moving on to video games, but um, I did see John Wick. You didn't, unfortunately. Uh, you were gonna go and you had some things come happened. Up. Yeah. Um, but I did see John Wick too. And you would ask me just to kind of give a brief overview of what I thought. Yeah. Totally not spoiler. Um, I'm not going to get into that because I know you haven't seen boat, it. Man. But I mean, really, there's not much of a spoiler anyway because it's kind of like it's like spoiling the first one and being like, "Oh yeah, somebody killed his dog, so he went ape shit." <laughs> Period. <laughs> um, and that's kind of what this is. It's not not the dog thing, but somebody does something that he goes, "That's not right," and he just goes on a killing spree. There's a couple things about this movie that I loved which are the same things about the first movie I loved. I love the action. I love the universe they set it in where where kind of that hitman culture, the the contract killing is like this underground culture among mm-hmm. like uh, a certain group and 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 it's kind of all over the world and they have these set of rules. And I love that about the movie. There are so many times where they would do something and you're like, "Oh, how cool is that?" I would it'd be so crazy if that existed in real life. And the other thing, of course, is the action. The action was awesome. Um, and the directing was great. But here's the thing that both the person that I saw it with, as well as myself, both were feeling when we left. We're like, it just didn't pull us in like John Wick 1. Sure. Like and in John Wick 1, go ahead. Well, that's that's the burden of a sequel. You yeah. know, the comparison's always going to be there. Uh, that's true. But why wouldn't you compare it? Because it has the same name. It's a continuation of the It's same a continuation st- of the story. It, yeah. Um, and it's supposed to be, ideally, right, is they take the best of the first one, create a new story, and then improve on it. Without uh, just basically, you know, rehashing. 
Right, and there's it, it, it. That's the idea, but very <laughs> rarely does that happen. But do you remember a need for a second one based on how the first one finished? No, I mean I, there was no need, but yeah. I feel like what they've done with John Wick is they've created a new 007. In the same yeah, way, I can see that. In the same way that um, James Bond can have these multiple different missions and reasons that for a movie and nobody minds, nobody questions whether or not it sh- it had to have been made to continue the story. Um, I think that this would be great for John Wick. And it ends in a certain way that alludes to the fact that they'll have a third, mo- a third movie. Okay. So, um, but, but the thing that I was going to mention that we, we really just, we didn't get into the reason for him going after everyone. Mm-hmm. Whereas he did the first one, like yeah. a- as a dog owner, if somebody killed my dog, I would go ape shit. And also as somebody who, wait, I have a question for you. As but what say let's say if you were an ape owner mm. and, would someone, I go dog shit? and someone killed your ape, would you go dog shit? I would. Okay, I absolutely cool. would. Good. If I love that ape. <laughs> Winston. <laughs> ho ho. Um. Are gorillas and apes the same thing? As far as the way we refer I to them? I think so. I hope so. So uh, anyway, that's just my real quick thing about John Wick. Um, do go see it if you like the first one. It's yeah. a good movie. Don't expect it to pull you in with the same vigor that the first one did. I think we're just in a little contained period of time in which there's been the last three movies you've seen, and I know I will go see John Wick, and I anticipate that I'm going to enjoy it, but you know, between Get Out, Logan, and John Wick, we're in like a nice little pocket of enjoyable movies. Yeah. You know, where it's so like, far so good. Yeah. Um, but, um, I think the next big movie that I'm looking forward to, like we discussed it a little bit last week is alien covenant in just two months. Yeah. I think you're definitely more excited about that than I am. The, the Prometheus movie has really made me question it. Well, hopefully this one so, can tie it back mm-hmm. together. So until we have more discussion about more movies, no TV to talk about this recording just cause there's nothing doing for us. I'm sure there's some great stuff out there, but just nothing we've seen. I still yeah, need to catch up on that Walking Dead. we haven't already talked about. It. Exactly. I need to catch up on The Walking Dead myself. That will come with time. Yeah, we haven't watched that at all. I um, think three weeks without a, an episode it, now. Has it been three or more? I, I, but whatever it is, we kind of decided to we'll just, just binge, we'll watch, binge it watch a some, few at like, a time. Sunday afternoon or something yeah. like that. Um, but there is some big moving and shaking on the games front, so we're going to get into games right now. So, Brandon, there's this new game called Overwatch. I've heard of it. Uh, it's actually almost a year old already I now. I feel but like we just, we're always just going in, tickling the balls of Overwatch. Yeah, so, well, for those of you who listen to this podcast and don't play Overwatch, we apologize. It's got to be weird if you're a geek if, and you don't play Overwatch. If you don't play Overwatch, then you should take this as a sign to get on Overwatch. Yeah. Like, just try it. Duh. Yeah. So there's uh, some new stuff that's happening in Overwatch, which, like I said, this game is just about a year old now, but they're constantly... Uh, working on making it feel fresh and livening things up, changing Doing a good things. job of it too. And you know what they do? Like there's hu- and what I appreciate is there's a sense of humility in the way they make changes. Like, oh yeah, we made that person too strong, or oh this person's not strong enough. Yeah. And we hear your feedback, so we're gonna make some tweaks. I mean, this is Blizzard. They could do whatever the hell they want and say suck it, and people will still suck it. Oh yeah. But um, you know, this is uh, I feel like they they hear concerns. In a lot of ways, they respond. Not just, oh, we hear you, but they respond in a way that says, we've heard you. Well, they Recently, did, they actually. Did a couple of updates. Yeah. Um, these are the, some minor things. They did some updates on some of the characters. Uh, first off, Road, Roadhog, for example, uh, when he pulls you in, he, he the 
the the character is a little bit further away from him, so a shotgun doesn't do it's as not much a hook, damage. Bam, kill. It's not always a one shot kill, um, which I get that because I I do tear it up as him um, with that same move every time. It's so a I one get two. That. It's a one two death kill. It, it for most for well, like, for half the characters. Yeah, for, yeah exactly. And then um, uh, this one, I'm I'm scratching my head on. Bastion, who you and I have talked about on multiple occasions as being He's an overpowered a character, character can yeah. now move and heal himself at the same time. Because he would have to stop and be potentially vulnerable while he heals. Yeah. So, God forbid, he has to run away for a second after murdering a shitload of people to heal himself a little bit and then yeah. go back out and murder a shitload of more people. Now, I had hoped they would have... I didn't actually know that was happening. My hope and some of the things I had read about would be to actually kind of uh bring down his damage I especially totally was in turret form I totally agree because all of a sudden you just hear the firing and you look around and before you can cut a corner or jump away you're done yeah almost regardless of who you are he he can a hundred percent turn the tides on any game more than any character to a frustrating level sometimes the only exception is when diva can do her special in one area and kill an entire team at one time straight up but that's that that doesn't have as much of a long-lasting impact. Literally, if you have a bastion in a checkpoint against a wall, especially if you have somebody like a in a, uh, in a corner, uh, um, uh, Reinhardt, who's just sitting there with a shield blocking him so that nobody can shoot him. I mean, there's just no getting through. Yeah. And so I agree with you. They should have toned him down a bit, not made him heal. Yeah. And move. So now, like the only just, default he has is he's a little clunky, a little slow, but maybe. he's three hundred. Yeah, that's I don't know. I feel like there's still something left to be desired with that, but again, anyway, nothing set in stone. Those are those are just yeah, and Minor there, little, more updates will come. Yeah, but there's a big update that hasn't come to consoles yet, but that has no come to PC. Hard date on that either, but yeah, new characters out on the uh, personal computer. Oh, is that what PC stands for? I think so. Cool. So who is this new character? Orissa. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, a tank class. And we've watched some gameplay. It's out there if you want to check it out yourself. Just YouTube, you know, Orissa gameplay, Overwatch. Um, cool character. Uh, looks yeah. a little bit like if a goat and a transformer mated, if you ask me. Uh, I believe she is the first four-legged. A goat former. <laughs> nice. She's the first um, four-legged character. Yeah, uh, she looks like a 20th, centaur. Yeah. She's the 24th character already. And to me, uh, having not been able to play just yet, I'm really excited. And now... They, uh, if you're on console, whether PlayStation or Xbox One, they uh, did an update last week that you must have downloaded if you wanted to play, uh, in which they basically imprinted. Oh yeah, like a, a big crash. Clue. Yeah, right? they, like there's a crash. In yeah, this if you're area. in the uh, Numbani uh, stage, and if you're in the attack lobby specifically, there's been a crash of some sort, and they actually kind of show you what the body for this new character looks like because she's a robot. Uh-huh. So I'm assuming they're not just saying she's the only one. Oh, yeah, yeah, good yeah, point. So okay, she, yeah. that's probably what that is. Um, so, yeah, that could be like a failed experiment or something like that. And she supposedly has a maker who's from the Numbani area. Which uh, is like a little girl, right? A little 11-year-old scientist or huh. mechanical engineer or something like that. So this character's got um, a very wide array, wide array of abilities. Um, she has a 200 uh, clip for her uh, main fire. Which is a very fast assault rifle that, with the gameplay, it looks like it takes out... People quick. Opponents pretty quick. Yeah. And I think this is why she's in the um, PC realm right now, is so they can test her out and get some feedback sure. and whatnot. Um, and then by the time she's ready to come on consoles, hopefully they'll have at least a good entry-level version of her. Mm-hmm. Um, she sh- 
throws a projectile shield, and it, I think it starts at 900, so it's mm-hmm. like a little less, less than, than half. Less than Reinhardt. Yeah, Reinhardt's shield is uh, 2,000 damage. But it's stationary. Yeah. So but she it's a can, big shield. It's, it's, a, it's, it's the size of... It uh, looks like a windshield. Yeah, and it's yeah. the size of uh, May's ice wall, but you can see and shoot through it. Yeah, and so yeah, you can launch that barrier and have people get behind it and go through it when they're ready. She also has some type of gravitational pull or something rather like yeah. Azaria. Yeah, but it, it's very it's a very quick just quick, like, it, it's like pull them in but then they're they're let go. So Yeah. um it's just enough to throw them off and to give you uh, more concentrated targets. And then there's two other abilities her ultimate at least for right now and they can change ultimates. They did it with Symmetra too. So um they're, it's not set in stone, but uh her ultimate is to I think if the players are basically on the screen at that time she places down like a little soldier 76 healing pod. And then instead of that weird stream go to each one of them. Right. And it's like basically a, a multi-pronged mercy amp up, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. And it, you can watch the gameplay and it basically shoots it out. It's like one central station and it splits to anyone who's in the affected area. I don't know how, what kind of radius that area is, but if you've got, you know, like four people trying to crash in on an objective, Awesome. It'll make it, all the difference in the world. Yeah, amps them up for, looks to be like a few seconds, at least five, maybe 10 seconds. From w- what we saw, I mean, it 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 went out pretty far. Yeah, it seemed pretty generous. Uh, and also she has a, a something rather where basically she can absorb damage but slows down something like that. Oh, uh, yeah, she like charges herself and she can still shoot. She slows down, but then she can't absorb any, she's absorbing the damage and not right. hurting her. But then... Kind of like what Zarya does. Yeah. Where she can put a shield around very like for literally like one or two seconds. So it's just that momentary invulnerability. But just... it's enough to give you the edge when you're at a shootout with somebody else. Now, being that she's a tank class, I think she has uh, 400. 400 health. Yeah. And she is slower, I've noticed. Her gun seems pretty fast. So yeah. seems like a very kind of balanced character, I would say. I'll um, definitely can... play her when yeah, she comes I'm... out. And I, I, I just hope I for me. I feel like I like her a lot. Yeah. I know you don't mind Sombra so much. You kind of like playing her as her. Uh, I know Anna was a big bust for a lot of people. Yeah. I do not like playing I her. I don't either. Even if like, I get her randomly assigned, I'm like, oh, great. Um, to me, I'm not hyped on Sombra. I like the concept, but it's just, I don't know. She's just not a fighter. You know, she hack and jump back, hack, jump back. And well, it's very, and that's the thing. It's I like mean, swatting her- a fly, you know, and I just, that's not the kind of player <laughs> yeah. I like to be in the game, but she serves her purpose well, but I'm really hoping for me, this is the first new character since the initial 21 that I'm really going to dig and I'm going to yeah. want to actively play as. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, hopefully it's out on console. And that's the thing. Sometimes I feel like they don't even announce. They're just like, Oh, by the way, like you go on yeah, one I day and they're like, coming. Oh, there's an update. What's this? And Oh, okay. I like, feel like that's kind of how Sombra went for me. Like, well, with Sombra though, they hinted at it for like well, a like, year. They've been hinting like. at this for, for, well, they, not, well, long not that long though. Like this, with Sombra, they, they went into made you code. do an update that says yeah. this is coming. Also, they yeah. updated uh, with a new game mode, like create a, your own game. You can choose the stage, choose if it's private or public, what kind of game you want to play. I've messed with I haven't messed that. with that yet, but I'm sure that's just going to add to the replayability. So good job, Overwatch and yeah. Blizzard. Now, um, there's this other game and this other console that's property of Nintendo. Uh, they are called... The Wii U. <laughs> and they're great. <laughs> they're average. <laughs> Actually, Colin, Wii U is pretty below I mean, average. Colin, we average or Wii U average is actually kind of a 
but the upsell. Nintendo Switch, yeah, has come quite and, an upgrade to the Wii U. Yeah, and you know, I've I've been reading, and I never want to say that's my opinion. I'm um, hoping to get some hands-on time with it, but I know you have. Yep. Particularly with their launch title, Breath of the Wild. Yep. Is it as good as people are saying? Okay, so because um, I haven't seen a single negative thing I about it. Know. There's there's not just like all good reviews. There's some flawless saying this is the best yeah, we can bestow 10 like, out of 10 like some metal like gear solid level stuff and so you know? here's here's um uh the the hardware for the wii switch oh god i gotta wii, stop calling gotta, it yeah. the wii switch the hardware for the nintendo switch is nice it feels pretty good in your hands the joy cons when they're separated and you know how in the commercial it shows people like, "Ooh, look, we're all playing like basketball. Yeah. We all stopped playing real basketball so that we can huddle around this tiny ass screen cheesy. and play fake basketball, which was stupid. Those controllers by themselves are pretty hard to manage um, if you're playing something like basketball. Um, but the controllers, when you put the controller on the, on the screen, it looks great. The screen is gorgeous, the mini screen. Um, which is 720p, which which is fine for that size. Yeah. And then when you dock it, um, and and then you hook the Joy Cons onto their like controller thing that comes in the box, that also feels pretty good. The buttons are a little smaller than that than the average controller, which is weird for the gamers who are really used to bigger buttons. But you can always, if you're made of money, spend another seventy dollars and get their Pro controller, which is supposed to feel pretty darn good. I didn't get any hands on with that. But you'd that, have to be like a Mercedes car salesman to be able to afford stuff like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, the joke there is that I went to a Mercedes car salesman's house to play this. He has um, a name too, but we don't speak. We don't. It. No, we don't. Yeah. So anyway, I went to Bob's house. Bob's such a good <laughs> Mercedes car salesman who has a switch. Anyway, he had Breath of the Wild, and I was with uh, Rick, who's the guy who owns it, and um, another guy named Josh. We were all like super excited to see this. Did you play it from the beginning? Yes. Awesome. So Josh was like super gung-ho. And immediately when it starts, he's just like, oh, I'm getting this. I got to get a Switch. I got to get a Switch. But when I saw it, I went the opposite way. I was like, wow, these graphics are not as good as what I'm used to. Yeah. Um, Noticeably so. I'm not going to say that Zelda doesn't look beautiful because it does, but it's very cell shaded type beautiful where you're like, there's no detail in a lot of it, especially with Link himself. Yeah. He just doesn't look great. And I know people are going to come down on me hard for saying that because everybody's touting how gorgeous it looks. And th- that's the thing. They utilized the system to its maximum potential. But if you compare it to a PS4 or an Xbox One, it is not going to hold up. And so that was a little disappointing. The other thing about the game that was really disappointing was that there's a little bit of spoken word in, in certain scenes, but almost throughout the entire game, it's you walk up to a person to talk to them and word words appear. So you're reading it like as if it's on 3DS. And I was like, what the what how could you not afford to put actual voice dialogue into this game? How could you not afford to do that? Uh, you look at something like Skyrim made years and years ago and they've got like 4,000 hours <laughs> or some crap of voice dialogue. Yeah. Like the, and, and look what Mass Effect is going to do coming up, right? It's like those, by comparison, Zelda just seems to almost have been rushed in certain ways like that where they were like, oh, you know what? Let's not bother spending the money or time to do voice dialogues. Let's just write it on the screen. But it makes it seem so old gen, old gen to me. 
Maybe that's intentional. Maybe. How's, how's the gameplay itself? Gameplay is solid, though. And so that's where all the game reviews are coming from that are saying this is the perfect game. The The gameplay is, is super fun, and I have to admit, I was probably there for a couple hours, and I didn't get... You know, I didn't get really in-depth with this game. Because um, Josh was hogging it. Yeah, Josh, Josh Hogger. Josh Hogg. <laughs> um, and no, we were kind of passing it back and forth, and it felt good to play. It just didn't feel groundbreaking. And maybe as you get more in-depth into the game and the story, and there's so many, there's like, there's there's cooking, and, you know, there's just different aspects to the game that I just didn't get into. Sure. And so maybe when you get into all that, the game as a whole is like top tier but I don't see how you can give a perfect game to something that didn't put time into dialogue, which is something that's been in games for the past 20 years. Fair point. I just, I don't no, get that. Hey, it's cool. I, I, I didn't make it. So I take no offense. <laughs> There's no umbrage here. Yeah. Um, so it kind of got me thinking being that this is 100% exclusive and it always will be. Oh yeah. Unless something drastically goes, uh, you know, left of center field. It got me thinking about all the times where I'm like, I play a game, I get a little taste, and then I say to myself, I can't be without this game, you know? But then in my mind, I'm like, well, this is then going to necessitate buying the console just so I can play this game. I know, yeah. And I've done that twice in my life. And so my question to you is, have you ever done that, A, and B, would you do that for this game to try to get to know more about the game? I have never bought a console for one game. If that were the case, I would have purchased a ps4 so that i can play even just a couple of the games that are ps4 exclusives sure um horizon zero dawn i really want to play that because i know are, that's my kind of game um yeah the hype train's rolling on that people one people are loving that game but still even then it's not worth me buying an entire console for it um i tried convincing rick i was like now that you have a nintendo switch and you're gonna be playing this all the time can i borrow your ps4 um he didn't really seem to go for it damn him yeah so all in all, I, I no, I, I would say that it's not worth buying this console for that game because it's not just the console. Like you have to, there's accessories you have to buy with it pretty much. And and of course the games at 60 bucks, right? So at the one game that is there at launch, no, it's not worth it. What but if when, oh sorry, go ahead. Well I was gonna say, but when the when the new Mario game comes out, maybe. They've got that game called Arms. I don't know if you saw it. No, I haven't. Uh, that looks really fun. It looks like a cool two-player thing. You'd have to buy $70 Joy-Cons to play with somebody else. But like, there's certain games coming out, Splatoon 2, that I'm thinking, okay, maybe when Holiday comes around and they have the full package, maybe then it's worth buying. Actually, I'm glad to hear you say that because that kind of akin to what I was going to ask you. What if for the same money that uh, the Switch is out... Uh, the MSRP for the Switch is right now just for the console and to get you started to basically plug it in and go. What if that same price was offered with one Joy-Con and Breath of the Wild? Would you then? No. Oh, wow. Because really what you're doing is you're saying, okay, would you spend 240 bucks on the game or on the system? Essentially. And I mean, if I had a shitload of money hanging around, absolutely. Yeah. But I don't. And that 240 bucks buys a lot of top ramen for me so uh, remember bottom ramen former fake sponsor <laughs> yeah for those rich oh. a-holes who <laughs> want to rub their top ramen in your face <laughs> that'd actually be a really bad thing to have rubbed in your face like pre, oh, so pre-cooked <laughs> top ramen the salt is is getting into my pores oh man uh i have bought a console twice in my life 
purely because I just couldn't be without the game that was exclusive on the console. Now, years later, both consoles are ineffective and well, of course yeah um but after i played resident evil 4 on which was exclusive on the gamecube now it's on everything so now you, you, can you bought a gamecube go, just for that yep uh but i uh, that that was a damn good game though that's one of my favorite games of all time yeah it really pulled me in and yeah but here's the thing what other games did i buy wwe day of reckoning 2 which i think is still in the plastic somewhere like a wrestling game and super worth it super monkey ball 2 which i think i played oh, like that five was kind little, of fun yeah, it's a mini game game. Yeah. Uh, and the other, prior to that, being at the time I was a huge Resident Evil fan, still am, I played uh, Code Veronica a little bit, and at the time, exclusive to the Dreamcast. Dreamcast, yeah. Which had pretty much nothing else going for it. Crazy Taxi, some people, people like, what about Seaman? Like, Soul Calibur. Never really got into that, but yeah, I know that was yeah. uh, it, a selling It was point. a good one, yeah. And Crazy Taxi. But yeah, yeah I wanted to play Resident Evil Code Veronica, which you couldn't play anywhere else on the time. And then I was like, <laughs> thinking to myself and this was i was younger and you know and my priorities were different but this is like a five to ten hour game like <laughs> yeah. i was like did i really just buy a whole console i never touched that dreamcast again i really didn't until i like went to replay it and i was just like eh. yeah i, I remember that big ass controller oh that controller was oh so bad yeah i had a little regret over that one but yeah i wonder if some people have this conundrum currently in their lives like i really want to play this game oh, but so, is it worth so many people yeah so, hey, if it's worth it to you, Yeah, cool. great. But your initial impression... So invite us over so we can yeah, play it. Yeah, we live... Because we're not buying it. Yeah, we live near you. Uh, yeah. We're everywhere. <laughs> uh, so you would play this game if this Switch was in your... Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is the game that you would you would dive into and just really let it take over your life for a little bit that's what that's what zelda is yeah and i think if uh, i hadn't said this before and if i'm repeating myself cool but i from what i've heard this is the first zelda offering ever that's going to have downloadable content yeah you have to pay for it because yeah. god forbid you ever get anything but for free when you buy a system in a game yeah that would just demonstrate this game has a lot of depth and i've heard yeah. uh some in some of the early reviews like the reviewers had already put away 50 hundred hours i'm like not 50, 100 hours, but 50, I knew 200 50 hours. 50, 200, yeah. yeah. I think we should wrap it up. I just do want to say one thing, though. Okay. I uh, hope to expand on it more because as of the time of this recording, tomorrow there's gameplay footage released. But if you haven't checked out just the announcement video for Shadow of War, check it out. Shadow of Wardor. Yeah, because Middle <laughs> Earth, Shadow of, Shadow of Mordor came out a few years ago. And Great it had, game. And it had a lot of things that worked well for it. The Nemesis system was cool. Then some people thought, oh, I got a little cheesy. But... This new just announcement, and it's just a little two and a half minute cinematic video, but it tells you basically what to expect in this game as far as the story. The Wraith and um, the dude, I forget his name, looks like they're Warren. Um, it looks awesome. And if you love Lord of the Rings or anything like it, just this cool little two and a half minute cinematic, it just got me pumped up. So, Oh, it was great. Yeah, we'll talk more about it uh, in our next recording because, like I said, as of this recording date tomorrow... March 8th, the release in gameplay footage, and then the full release is August 22nd. Just put it on your radar if it's not already there. So as we wrap up, we always like to end with a couple of things. One, What are is, they, Brandon? Oh, let me tell you. Yeah. One is our shadow of the synopsis. Bing. Uh, and the second one is an awesome quote in geek history. Bing, bing. Now, the shadow of the synopsis is where I'm going to read a, some sort of synopsis. Could be for a movie, TV, show, video game, uh, comic book. I'm going to read it to Brandon. Brandon has to guess what title am I talking about. Okay. Uh, 
and and then our awesome quote in geek history will just leave you with something cool or fun or retro on your face or get those nostalgia vibes so here's what i have are you ready for this i'm so ready for this Alex DeLarge is a Beethoven-loving, head-bashing punk who leads his gang of droogs in ultra-violent assaults until he is captured by authorities and subjected to nasty behavior modification therapy, which seems to have turned him into a normal member of functioning society. Or has it? Question mark? No, I didn't put a question mark. I just put a period. Thank you for clarifying. (laughs) You're such a good grammar person. Um, Can I tell you? Yes. Because I want to give our listeners a little time to think about too. Do you know it? Do you think you know it? And let me tell you why I know it, because this is a thing I saw back in high school. So I'm saying it's a movie based off of also, um, I think it has a, a novel uh, that it's based off of. It does. But um, of course, the movie is way more uh, um, popular. Yeah. But long story short... I was actually thinking about making this a future Shadow of the Synopsis that really? I post to you. Wow. So that one's off the board for me, but may I say with confidence, A Clockwork Orange. You are correct, sir. Which is a really disturbing movie. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I usually, you know, we sometimes don't say the names, but I, I in this case, I was like, I don't think the name's going to do it. No, but uh, the um, gang, I remember them. Yeah. Uh, I I, There's certain key things I didn't mention, like milk drinking. Yeah. And, um, that really kind or, of... Or um, uh, Singing in the Rain. Right, well, yeah. raping somebody. Oh God, that is such a freaking weird movie. That's Kubrick. I for saw you, that movie in high school. Me in too. A film class. I saw it in uh, advanced English. And as an adult, I, it creeps me out, and it makes me just feel like, oh my God, why is the main character of this movie such a horrible, like, violent rapist? And are we supposed to support him? Like, what? What are we supposed to feel yeah, as an who's audience? The bad guy, really. It was so. So weird. Um, yeah, it's a Stanley Kubrick film for you. Just very shocking. My yeah. favorite Stanley Kubrick film, The Shining. Mm, yeah. Also based. My off least a book. favorite, Two Thousand One: Space Odyssey. Really boring. Don't, God, I never actually bought bought it. Beautiful. Into that. Yeah. Boring. Anyway, kind of like our friendship. Yeah. It's beautifully boring. But you know, it's not boring. Our awesome quote in geek history. Yes, and uh, just earlier I had alluded to Resident Evil. I've been a Resident Evil fan since 1996. I've been on board, and this is uh, hopefully something that reigns near and dear to all our Resident Evil fans out there. Uh, this is from the very first cutscene from Resident Evil. All right, here's a little dash of nostalgia for you. The hell's a dash? Wow, what a mansion! Captain Wesker, where's Chris? Stop it. Don't open that door. Don't open that door. Oh, and he's like, she's right in his face. And he's like yelling. I mean, Resident Evil, uh, the original is known for a lot of things. <laughs> mostly <acting>. positive <laughs> and for being, you know, such a trendsetter and just ahead of its time. But, you know, on the opposite side of the scale. Yeah. One of the cheesiest things about it is the voice. Horrible voice. Acting. But it's, it's almost seen as like a beloved thing. Now. It is now. Like yeah. Back then people were like, well, this is, you can't take this serious. You know, they would always make Well, that. And well, we weren't subjected to a lot of voice acting in general back then. No. That's so we were point. just happy to have it. Yeah. But you know, um, and I know most people know the, the two real famous quotes, both from Barry about you were almost a Jill sandwich and you, the <laughs> yeah. master of unlocking things. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was too predictable. My favorite is don't open that door. Right. And, would you make us your favorite, at least one of your favorite podcasts? Oh, if so, segue. then uh, thank you. If so, then please let us know how you feel. And if you like what we're talking about, 
Hit us up, all the platforms. We're there. We're on Twitter at randomfandomwbb. We've got a website at uh, randomfandomcast.com. And of course, in and all of that is our email. You can email us, randomfandomcast at gmail.com. So now, but now, but also, I want to uh, just say, Give us a rating on whatever site what you're you do on. Nowadays, um, it really helps us. Uh, please subscribe and whether rate it's us. iTunes, SoundCloud, or anywhere else you find us or listen to us. Yeah, let us know how we're doing. Yeah, um, give us a shitty review. We don't care. We just want to know that people it, we are just listening. want someone to acknowledge us. Yeah, yeah. or else we're going to fold shop and say we're we're the kids who just act out in class just so we can get it attention. That's that's we don't care how well you rate us. Just rate us. Just yeah. Alrighty, rate us. Don't hate us. Right? Is that what we're that's supposed it. to say? So until you hear from us again. Thanks for being a fan of our fandom and our friendship. Oh, thanks. And uh, stay geeky. Logan, Logan, Logan. Logan, Logan, Logan. Logan, Logan, Logan. Let's fight. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going, Logan, Logan. Though your wounds are swollen. Keep the mutants going, let's fight. In pain he's lived forever, hell bent to help her, with his mentor Charles by his side. Yeah!